inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook. A show about accessibility. Advocacy. And equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Good morning, everybody. Happy Family Day. Happy Family Day. Happy Family Day, brother. <laughs> we made it in, uh, even though it's a holiday. Outlook must go on. So yeah, there's always a, there's always Outlook. Um, yeah, so it's pretty pretty uh, deserted around here. Um, everybody's off enjoying their family day. Hope everybody's having fun with their families. Uh, I hear it is Reading Week this week here at Western. So some reading getting done, but uh, yeah, we're here and uh, happy to be here on this Monday. Uh, a lot of snow. I mean, from um, Woodstock, where I come from, there was some more snow than I guess you guys got here. But there was a challenge getting into the uh, studio a little bit today, right? When snow f- falls in a parking lot, as, as it does in the entrance, we come in. Yeah, as, as we said, tr- well, we've talked about many times before, traveling when you're visually impaired can be a bit difficult sometimes, and snow can make it confusing, mainly if it's, you know, just snowed overnight and they haven't shoveled it and stuff, especially being a holiday today. They probably mm. haven't really been around campus here as much cleaning things up, because um, normally it's not too bad once they get they get in there and shovel no, and s- salt and stuff like that, but it's, um, it was a little snowy walking in, but snowy adventure. we made it, made it in. So on this family day, we have a guest, uh, I guess our new, our first guest of 2019, right? Yeah, sorry, yeah. just taking a drink of water here. Well, Very okay. professional. That's what I'm here for. Um, um, we are Outlook, and you can find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB. And today, uh, yeah, we have a guest who came uh, quite a ways to be here. Yeah, he, he came all the way from Prince Edward Island t- just for our show today. Yeah, just for today. He's flying back right after. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> But, um, yeah, he came to visit, and let's introduce our guest, Vicky. Say hello. Hello, salam, namaste, London. The ones who have seen that movie would know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm so glad that I've made it to this show, and, uh, and it, it is it is quite welcoming, and uh, thank you so much for having me here. Thanks so much for coming on. We weren't sure. We didn't think you'd, you were willing to do it, and it's, you know, a lot of people haven't been on the radio before and it you know you're kind of nervous or or whatnot but you don't have to be here it's radio western is the greatest as everyone who works here and volunteers here would know and yeah it's just it's a great place no need to feel uncomfortable or nervous just be you all right i'll take your words but um yeah so you are from pei um how long have you lived there well, um, I moved to PEI from Toronto about uh, 12 years ago. I went there to attend school. And that was the number one reason I, I went there. And you, what did you study? I did a Bachelor's of Business uh, with Computer Science from University of Prince Edward Island. Yeah, and I got to visit out there recently. It's yeah. Beautiful. It is. You were there, you were there too, right, Brad? I was not the same, not that same time before no, I knew I knew our guest Vicky. I was in PEI before a few years ago on a vacation. Um, so yeah, we met we met Vicky at the National Federation of the Blind convention in Orlando last year, 
which we all three of us attended. And he was actually my roommate. We were matched up, went through the Canadian Federation of the Blind when they sponsored us to, to go. They booked hotel rooms and yeah, we were roomed together and we've been friends ever since. And yeah, it's nice that he came to visit and it's on the show. So, um, I guess, where were you born? You weren't born in Canada, right? I was born in Pakistan. And um, how many languages do you speak? I speak a total of five languages. I heard you do a little bit there when we... Yeah, in the intro there. I decided that I would introduce the city and the country with uh, a few of the other languages. So, um, February is um, Low Vision Month, and it is RP mm-hmm. Month, Retinitis Pigmentosa, right? Right. And that's the condition you have. Yeah. So, I was, uh, I was born with this condition called RP that stands for Retinitis Pigmentosa. Um, basically, a person is uh, totally night blind. So, whenever the sun sets, I'm totally blind outside. That's how the... Uh, that's the nature of the condition uh, but it does progresses into the daytime as a person gets older um, and uh, so a normal person sees through a, a peripheral vision of 180 um, normally and then that starts to shrink during the daytime uh, for people who have RP uh, it could go down to anywhere between 180 to 100 and then 150 sorry 50 and then 40, 30, and then it can it it eventually disappears. The small tunnel vision of the pinhole or whatever I see through, and that and then that makes the person totally blind sometime in the lifespan. Uh, so right now I'm standing at about just about 10 degrees of diameter. Um, so if I look straight, I can only look at the tip of your nose, and if I want to know if that that is carry I have to either roll my eye around your face or gotta move my face around your face and uh, so that's just a small pinhole that I see through right now um, so not looking forward to go blind but it is a part of what I was told that uh, I, w- I would have to live with and uh, we'll see how that goes um, trying to uh, trying to uh, establish some sort of uh, um, Networkings and uh, to see how, uh, what else do I need to know when I do go blind? Because uh, I still have a bit of vision left. Um, trying to make a little bit of, a little bit out of this uh, leftover vision. Um, it is good and it is bad. Um, going blind is uh, never a fun. Uh, you guys have been blind for a very very long time, but I mean. For me, it is a it is a challenge because that's what I describe to people that I'm going through a transition period right now. So it's like I'm not totally sighted and I'm not totally blind, um, but at the same time, I was recently uh, uh, given a lecture from a friend of mine who basically uh, told me the philosophy of the Canadian <laughs> Federation of Blind. Uh, it was, uh, I, 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 to be honest, uh, about two years ago is when I joined CFB and uh, I read it probably the first or second time and I went on their website. But now uh, he, re- he reminded me, it's, it's something like, um, my blindness does not, my blindness is not the character that defines me or my future. So I'm trying to absorb that philosophy into me, and uh, and we'll see how that goes. 
And again, that's you know, it's it's a hard thing when it's when you're born blind. It's it doesn't really define you. I mean, it it, it is part it is a characteristic, but it doesn't define you because you've been that way f- forever and it's your whole life, and you don't think about it. Whereas with with Vicky's situation there, and with with Carrie as well, who used to have more vision and has lost some vision, it's it's a little more it's a little more difficult to accept or sort of you know not think about it as much because it's it's it has changed over their lifespans versus mine who you know it's always been this way so it's not it's it's, it's entirely different and it's i find it's harder it's hard sometimes for someone who's never been able to see or at least has a very very small amount of vision for their entire life to sort of you know put themselves in the situation of someone else who is losing sight over time yeah, I mean, the the chairman of uh, Ontario here of the Canadian Federation of the Blind, he is um, very good at um, explaining the philosophy of it. As Vicky sort of just said, that blindness isn't the characteristic that has to define you or your future, um, as you know, just as much as your gender or, you, um, you know, your culture or your, your height or whatever. Um, but that's, you know, that sounds great and all <laughs> until you you actually have to experience that in so many different ways every day. And that's why on this sort of day, on talking about low vision versus blindness, there's such a range of what what people see and what they don't see. And it's important that, you know, people don't think that there's just blindness, there's low vision, there's... um, But tunnel vision is a whole other way of seeing compared to how... We're not seeing compared to how Brian sees or or how I'm seeing now. So it's good just that we make the, these distinctions. But yeah, I mean it, it's it's really hard. And you, as a friend, uh, somebody um, that is going through it, there's you know there's things you want to say, help them through it, and it's not always so easy because you're not living their life. So so we're glad that you found the uh, CFB, Vicky, and that you came today because I think it's good that we talk about it. Um, You're welcome. But uh, what makes you? What made you reach out and find the Canadian Federation of the Blind in the first place? Because um, they're not that well known in Canada. Uh, I hadn't heard of them after, before a few years ago. Well, um, as I, so I first um, I moved to Canada when I was brought to Canada when I was about nine years old, and uh, ever since my, as I said, as I I try to describe the condition here, um, I was basically just. I just had the sight to see at the daytime or where the light is. And then it when I was in my late teens is when my doctors told me that this is starting to kick in and I will be eventually totally blind. So I wasn't really prepared for it, didn't worry about it a whole lot. Um, and then I was already going to school, um, university in PEI, and um, I, I was briefly introduced to a Canadian... Uh, National Institute for Blind and I was told that I should go get some help and uh, I lived in PEI f- uh, for for a long time so that was the only option for me to go check out what uh, resources are available out there for me and um, so and that didn't go I mean they were basically giving me some some information about RP and some cane and and whatnot but I mean I was trying to not accept that this disability is gonna be a part of me so I did not worry too much about attending their sessions and going to CNIB normally and uh, so I was just one day I was sitting back and I was like there's probably something else that will be a little bit of more help and a little bit more resourceful 
So I went on and actually checked Federation blind. I don't know how I worded the words, how I worded the sentence on Google. And then it just came up as National Federation of Blind, which is in states. So that led me to, I was like, if there's National Federation of Blind, there must be Canadian Federation of Blind. So I just put Canadian Federation and it came up. And uh, I, you know, clicked the contact us button and that took me right to the president of CFB's uh, um, homeland number. Uh, so that's how I got a hold of her and we got started there. That's that's so great. I mean, it's kind of like you um, coming to PEI and going to school and building your own life on your own there, um, away from family and all that. Um, you know, to reach out like that, not everybody does that. Some yeah, people do <clears> just I mean, accept what's out there. It's also kind of like, you know, since we've joined the CFB, Carrie and I, it's we're trying to sort of inform the, the few blind people that we, we know and are connected with about it and try to, you know, sort of tell them that they should they should look into it or it'd be a good idea for them to join. But unless someone really wants it or is really yeah. looking for it, it's hard to convince someone. And especially like, you know, coming across someone who did the research on their own and just came across it versus us sort of having to recommend someone or, you know, it's it's nice to see that someone's actually discovered it on their own and found this organization. The internet was there to help me. Yeah, for sure. The internet helps. Yeah. In all of these Before situations. Before that, I don't know what they did. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the CNIB is the most recognized one in Canada. Um, the CFB is um, not a uh, l- l- lot less so, but um, it's all in what you're looking for. And um, part a big part of CFB is advocacy, which is why I wanted to do this show. Um, but it's also um, support with peer support and everything. And I mean, I don't know, Vicky, speak to that because, you know, we keep talking about this is what's going to happen or you should do this or this is what, but, you know, we aren't in your shoes. Um, so speak of that versus um, the support you have found from meeting us and 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 the president and all that versus um, how nobody really knows and it's hard to still relate that to what you might be going through. Cause well, yeah, that's, um, well, so... Finding ways to cope with my blindness, um, we keep saying it is not the character that defines me, but for the sake of this conversation, yeah. I would use that. Uh, so to cope with my blindness, I, uh, I'm finding help. I, I, I did find help uh, through CFP, and they did guide me to the right direction. And... Uh, uh, you know, hanging out with you guys and making friends with you in Orlando, Florida, in our national uh, convention last uh, year. I, you know, that was that was such a great experience, and that was my first time ever that I was introduced to anywhere between three to four thousand people who were either blind or visually impaired or visually challenged. And uh, you know, I was probably one of the ones that had the most amount of vision but I mean that was the first time for me uh, coming out from a small town in PEI to a place like Florida and especially the whole resort was full of blind people so it was such a great experience I did talk to a lot of people who have the same condition uh, or who have similar conditions or who have just blindness in general so I did get some tips from here and there and uh, I mean I went there to, I was sponsored to, to go there through CFP and um, I, I found it really exciting and it was, um, I went there with a with a different 
with a, with a different goal in my mind and I came back with a lot of other thoughts that you know this is this is the reality and there is a world for blind people and it is really not the character that defines me and I should not be uh, worried about it in the long term uh, because if I do decide to get the right amount of resources then I should be good to go um, and you know I did a lot of networking in Florida uh, I did, uh, you know, lawyers and doctors who have cons- who are converted. I mean, they start doing consulting practices, and I met a lot of other uh, people from the states and different chapters. And um, that's where you guys were there. Brian was my roommate, and you are you were just. I mean, everybody was just so amazing, and I'm so I'm so glad that I made it there. And uh, it's it has it has kind of changed my vision of. Um, of thinking what blindness is and what I could do with it. Yeah, see, it, it's an interesting thing because even for Carrie and I, it was, you know, mm-hmm. we we were integrated in, in uh, public school growing up and we we weren't used to being around that many people who are blind. It was a really, like, sort of uplifting experience for us. And then for you, it's totally different because you come from such a small area and, you know, you've kind of just been losing your sight. So... Even for you, it was a totally different kind of situation. Um, just wanted to kind of quickly speak on what what sort of the goal was that you were hope or had in mind when you went there, because you kind of you kind of touched on that. Well, the reason uh, I went to Florida was because I when I was looking, I was checking out the agenda of how the whole week is going to go. I was really attracted to uh, a few hours of the job fair that was going to be placed in in Florida and the resort, and I was really excited about about that because I. I've been unemployed for a very long time and I was, you know, I was told that there's going to be recruiters who are there to hire blind people and given my qualification I was told that there's a pretty good chance that I would be or I could be getting a job or, you know, I was, yeah, and then I did hand out my resume to pretty much all the uh, recruiters and there was one question that was standing out and every recruiter was asking me the same question, pretty much every recruiter if not every. Uh, that okay, your resume looks good enough. You are qualified for. You are kind of co- overqualified for some of the jobs, but uh, we have a question. We how are you going to maintain or sustain the job, even if we were to give you a job here in the states or uh, make you work remotely from Canada? Uh, I was actually I could not really answer that, and I was kind of ignoring it. But it was in, in my subconscious mind that you know this is probably an important question as to why because why everybody's asking it and then uh, I was just hanging out there and I met a few people who you know asked me the same thing they were like okay so you're here for a job but we also know that you're going blind so do you have any skills or or abilities to work for any any firm or do any job Um, and then that made me really realize that I do not have any skills and I should probably work on my skills so in other words I am unemployable right now and that is why um, people or the recruiters or employers are are not considering uh, hard enough to uh, to you know sit down and have a talk about the job that I could do for them and um, that's that's one of the uh, that's one of the reasons well actually that's one of the main reasons I went to Florida for yeah and see that's kind of a, a common thing with this this discussion and the theme of the convention the CFB convention that's happening in Vancouver in early May is employment and our title for that convention is employment empowerment because I mean it is hard for someone 
like Vicky or you know Brian and I are we're right in the prime of our lives. We're young, middle age. <laughs> I'm middle age, young people, and this is the time when you'd be you know working and, and see, getting. And it's, it's hard when you can't when you have these barriers to that, which are totally um, you know there's a way around them. It's just well the the difference kind of in these situations being that you know I've just kind of. St- really started the job search as of the last couple months so I'm kind of just getting started you know you can't expect to find something right away Mm -hmm. but it's hard enough to find a job when you've been blind all your life and you have developed you know technology skills you read braille you have computer skills well that's what we should be specific about is that yeah um, Vicky is you know has been low vision and he is going blind and you don't consider it but if you don't know braille you don't know how to listen to those Voices that are on our iPhones and our laptops that we hear and take for granted that we can hear them. Like this voice? Yeah. Speech on. Mini player. Album artwork. Image. There you go. What did that theme with words. Tom Decker. Button. <laughs> Outlook theme with words. Tom Decker, who's the guy who composed the, the theme. Theme for our show, yeah. So, you know, this technology is out there. And, speech and off. It's going to say speech off. Speech off. There you go. So that's the fast, crazy computer sounding voices that we we listen to and we've, you know, listened for years and sort of sped them up over time to save time. And to get in here, we use our canes to get around and you got to learn all that stuff and it doesn't just come easy. And so on top of the skills that you need, um, that Vicky is very qualified, um, you know, for jobs with his education and stuff, you need these other things before he could take on a job. So that's something that you might not think of, even he didn't think of, and it can be a, a, you know, kind of a rude awakening. And again, that's kind of, you know, it's a big thing with our, the Canadian Federation of the Blind is the mentoring and just sort of people in Vicky, situations like Vicky's, you know, being around people like Carrie and I and anyone else in the in the Federation is having that, that mentorship and that influence and just sort of the positive philosophy and just, you know, it, it helps to be around these people, even though it's, it's still tough. It doesn't. Well, you, you know. have to think positively. And I, I'm not sure that, you know, that's not easy every, every day getting up and facing that. Um but, yeah, so you have some, um, you know, dreams for your future. You, you mentioned at the convention you, you, you met some blind lawyers. If that's one of your possible goals, what are you hoping, if you can get some of these skills we're talking about? Yeah, so as um, some blind people would know that there are uh, training centers in states, and I was briefly introduced to those when I was in states, and after coming back from states, I did follow up with... Um, the people that I had networked with, uh, it's, it's. I would. I am planning to go to one of these <coughs> training centers and in states, and um, even if I do uh, get uh, enough funding for it, and then I'm. I mean, they're going to teach me the braille. They're going to teach me the white cane. They're going to teach me how to listen to these really fast words that you guys listen to. Uh, and they're going to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can. That's how they start. They'll slow, uh, they'll yeah, start slower start than slow. they would. <laughs> anyway, so they would teach me cooking, which is one of my hobbies. And they would teach me, uh, you know, any other general hobbies that people have. And uh, for the ones who are going blind. So they do, they will teach me all of that. And at the same time, I want to get myself, um, I, I'm a computer scientist. So I want to get myself enough skills to work on a computer without looking at the screen. Uh, so I can probably become, I can pursue my computer science uh, degree or I, 
I always tell people that I was bitten by a lawyer bug sometime, and I always wanted to be a lawyer so that I, I keep up to date with laws in, in Canada and states. So that is a rough and a tentative plan uh, I am already, you know, working on um, to uh, to go to a law school. And, uh, so you know, all that training, hopefully that will pay off and will make me... Um, make me make me um, able to to you know uh, study law in the future and uh, practice law um, again people do change different careers um, according to surveys of and uh, and you know this is being unemployed for a very long time and and then I looking for employment is kind of tough so I was like why not start from the scratch and just make it all the way up to become a lawyer which is considered one of the you know the most one of the most reputable uh, professions out there yeah. um so we'll see how that goes and hopefully fingers crossed i mean if if everything goes right that is the plan for now yeah, and it's just it's a shame you know like there are facilities in canada but there's not enough yeah i'm not sure so. how much we've talked about these training centers on our show so far. We got far. some training when we were in school, but there's there's less with funding and, and these, just, these, these yeah, programs just aren't enough for somebody who needs the skills now. They can't. These centers in the in the States are very intensive. They're and a little more. They're a lot more. They last for a long time. And there's a, there is one out in, in Western Canada um, that's not quite as intensive as the ones in the U.S. No, it but needs, it, it's, it's, it's working on becoming something, but it, it takes time and it takes money and it takes a hard, hard work. So, but you know, if you if you can get all this stuff figured out, the sky's the limit. But uh, it's not easy. So. Yeah, I mean, the people that I talk to in Florida, and you know, just just a regular chit chat, or sometimes sitting down with the lawyers' reception. I mean, I could tell they were totally blind lawyers, and mm-hmm. they all had one thing in common: they had been to these training centers either in Louisiana, Colorado, Arizona, or wherever. You know, so they all were. They, that's what my inspiration and my motivation came from. That if I could do it. If they could, sorry, if they could do it, then I could do it too. And they were also, they were in like late 40s or 50s or some of them were in in their 60s and still practicing. And, you know, they told me that back in when they got their training, uh, they did not have any of these technological stuff to get skill, hands-on skills training on. And I would be a lucky one if I get to go there and uh, I should go there before I plan to uh, pursue any career. All right, well, maybe you can come back in... um Sometime and let us know how that's all going. Sure, I would all, love to. We're all, um, you know, praying for the best for all of that for you. So thanks for coming today. Yeah, thanks so much for to Vicky for guesting on our show today. And good to talk about all this stuff. Blindness isn't just one thing, but um, this is Outlook. So thanks everybody for listening on this uh, family day. Thank you so much for having me. Happy family day, everybody. Thank you. Want to sign off with one of your five languages? that you speak <laughs> <laughs> all right Just so um khudafis shabakhir shobratri bye bye thanks see you next bye. week thanks again vicky it's great <laughs>